Abraham Lincoln. Louisiana Purchase, that's a name. You need to really get off my balls, okay? I'm gonna kick your ass. Also, why was Michelangelo so stinky? Ew. Welcome to the final event of the month of October, episode 325. Wahahaha, one quarter away. That's another like 25 episodes from 300, okay? We got three more quarters, and then we turn into the big bird that eats the world. My name is Colt, and today I have my friend... It's me. His friend, Colt's friend. I don't have a name. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm Wenzel. Hello. Yep. It's uh last last episode of spooky season. Yep, last episode. We originally had a different plan for this, but the big worm said no 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 and we had to listen because the spice uh tells all. Yeah, we and we have to listen to the worm. You know? We can't yes. yes. We can't, um, we cannot not listen to the worm. That is super factual, but we have been busy this year. We've been consuming lots of horror movies, even though we didn't even plan this, uh, at the beginning of the year, but we've been watching horror movies since January. Uh, almost not, almost every single horror movie that came to theaters that, of note, we probably went and saw it. Only one I can think of that we didn't is Saw and uh, uh, Knock at the Cabin. Yeah, we didn't see Knock at the Cabin door. We didn't see Saw. We didn't see. Um, there was one that I heard was low key, kind of good. That was Cobweb. Um, I haven't even heard them. Yeah, it has Anthony Starr from uh, The Voice. Ah. Yeah, um, I saw a scene with him in it that's pretty damn creepy. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious to see that um i would i did see knock at the cabin myself yeah like did. last month i enjoyed yeah. it a lot but it's not what i'm going to be talking about today you know i just yeah. talked about it yeah um gosh i'm trying to think if there's any other horror movies i mean there's still some uh like coming up like currently it's time we're recording this five nights at freddy's just released <laughs> Ooh, it's doing great yeah, it's Everyone doing amazing. It. Did you Everybody see that Jack Septicai said about it? No. He said that I really didn't like that movie and it fucking sucked, basically. Damn. Damn. Yeah, that's, oh, that's, that's funny. I, that doesn't make any sense because people love it so much they're having fights in the movie theater. <laughs> yeah, that that's fucking funny because <laughs> that video was released before Thursday. Like, yep. the night it came out. I think it came out, like, like a few days before it had its nationwide release very strange i don't know why they're finding out a five nights at freddy's movie it's confusing you don't don't know the reason no oh so from what i've heard i could be wrong you anybody can correct me but from what i've heard somebody was they were watching the movie and somebody just was just like basically making fun of it the entire time talking about how it sucked um 
not necessarily spoiling stuff, but like, but like since I guess they they knew like about the games and the books and stuff, like they they were talking about it, and so somebody like really really didn't like that, which I understand. Yeah, that's um, just annoying behavior, just even annoying. if you don't like the movie. But like, it's just also kind of funny because it's like the person who was watching it really really wanted to watch it and they really like were enjoying it and so a fight broke out and they had to stop the movie (laughs) yeah that's the thing when you're at a theater you can't have your big talking uh time it's a quiet time that it's known that way and in our group we're big talkers during movies uh when we're not in theaters we love to talk and uh hypothesize about what the fuck's going on what is that yeah uh but in theaters we mostly keep our mouth shut and uh mostly when we do talk it's like what did you say yeah it was it's mostly just like a whisper of like it's very brief very quick nothing too crazy just like a quick like um not glance over like like a duck towards whoever i'm sitting next to be like like what happened or this happened or did you fucking see that you know like that. yeah it, it every, like a lot of the talking between us at theaters would be uh, minimized if they had subtitles, and they don't. That is true. It would probably be minimized, um, but it's just, and I would say that kind of talking, too, is, like, should be, like, it's fairly normal, because, I mean, that's, I think that's, like, you know, basic, like, things for people to do while watching a movie, not having blown out conversations or having dialogue while you're watching a fucking movie. That's not normal. That's inconsiderate and annoying. Yeah. Um, just asshole-ish behavior. So yeah, it's just kind of funny that these two fuckers are fighting over Five Nights at Freddy's, basically. <laughs> that is pretty epic. Uh, now uh, that I think about it, it's I, so... I can't wait for the future of like YouTube horror games just being made into movies. Now and all the kids getting into fucking brawls over. Now it. what I will say is crazy is that the animatronics that they like that were you know made for the movies like are really good. Yeah, they look like the fucking in-game ones, which yeah, like they yeah, like legit work was put into that, and it's just like wow, that's I gotta respect that honestly, and um, and also too gotta respect that this will probably be like, well, maybe it it all really depends, but the potential it has to be a big series is like huge just because of of how huge the fan base has grown over the past decade. Yeah. Like, and I've uh, been seeing well, the people that like it are actually like younger people. So this is like a horror movie made for kids essentially, which sense. Well, you know, you say that, but I, I recently talked to somebody who had seen it. Uh, they didn't like it, of course, but they talked, but they knew so much goddamn five nights at Freddy's lore. Like how old were they? they? they're older than me oh yeah like it's not made for them then (laughs) yeah but that's the thing though is they knew so much lore because they had also grown up with five nights at freddy's and um which is really weird to 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 think since i'm younger than them but yeah and so they knew so much and they were bringing up stuff that i had completely like blocked out of my brain and the only reason why i remember some stuff is because i'd watched you know famous youtubers play through the games and there talk about the lore and stuff and there is wow we can't say it's probably for more of a younger generation um there's just some there is like i mean some of the stuff that it deals with that 
is in the original games is pretty fucking dark, obviously. Um, oh, yeah, but kids eat that shit up. They love horror YouTube nowadays, even though I couldn't handle it when I was their age. They I mean, I love horror. I mean, I would recommend that for kids, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's too late. iPad kids have unsupervised internet access for so fucking long now since year zero. Doesn't year matter. zero. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I think Jesus was an iPad kid, right? Oh, yeah, he was indeed. And he was watching some pretty fucked up, like, crazy videos. Yeah, which is why he started teaching about, you know, um, the Bible and stuff. <laughs> didn't, didn't really teach the Bible. Uh, <laughs> that's not how that works. But uh, we're not here to talk about that. We yeah, for not a Five Nights at Freddy's <laughs> podcast. My no, bad. We're, we're not a sorry. We're not a Five Nights at Freddy's Christian podcast. Oh yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> we're not here to talk about the the lore of that or the lore of the Bible. Um, we are here to talk about uh some the movies horror. Some are, um we're going to talk about our top five favorite twenty twenty three horror movies. Um, and then all we'll talk- movies that released internationally or U.S released uh this year yeah because technically yes. there's one movie on my list i don't know if it's on wenzel's that released it last is. year but it didn't come out for us until it was it, it wasn't widespread that's the thing yeah. so and so how i uh consider movies and i kind of i don't force this on anybody but i kind of t- like i kind of tell people like or the the rest of our friend group, I'm like, this is how I consider movies like for this year, including like for our rankings and stuff like that is like, if it doesn't have a widespread release the year it came out and we, and we are not able to literally see it until the next year, then I consider that a 2023 film or, or, you know, that, that next year, that following year, uh, the film for that year. Um, and and that go, like because you know it can either it can either go to streaming or it can come to the U.S. or it can get um, a wider release, you know. Um, so that that's how I do that, uh, and I think that usually goes how it goes for the award seasons as well. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, because so uh, there's a time frame for, uh, for example, the Game Awards where they stop accepting games around like November something, and they let those like games that come out after November something roll over into the next year. Yeah. So it's not unique. It's just what I do. And, um, yeah. So yeah, that's what we're going to, that's how we're going to do it. Then we're going to have a few things talk about. They could be, um, movies that aren't from this year that we watched, you know, new to us or, you know, video games or books or what have you. Um, and then also too, I have, uh, Pat was originally going to be on this episode. He couldn't make it. So I had him, uh, sorry, I burped. Um, I forced him to send me uh four movies that he had watched this year, horror movies that he watched that he uh, loved, and um to tell us like why he liked them, you know. So I'll I'll mention those briefly. Or did you want me to mention them right now? I should have. I didn't ask that before this. Uh, you can start introducing them like in between ours. Uh, okay. starting at four since he gave us four. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Also, Pat was too busy eating pennies. Uh, he loves pennies and nickels and sometimes dimes. <laughs> Quarters are too big, but he was busy. Yeah, yeah. No, it was so funny because I told Pat, like, you know, um, to make sure that that you write uh, one or two sentences about 
why you like this movie or whatever. And then, um, but then I was like, if you can't come up with anything or, you know, don't have the time, then we'll just, uh, we'll just make stuff up. Uh, I was really hoping he wouldn't send me anything because I wanted to make up stuff about why he liked these movies, but he ended up sending stuff. So, uh, good boy. I think Pat. it'd be funny even if he didn't send a list. He's like, sorry, I didn't have time to do it. We just made up a list for him and uh, included <laughs> movies that aren't even horror related. <laughs> That'd be a good bit. Yeah, I mean, he he sent the list first. Um, he just didn't. He just didn't send um, uh, the re- the reasons or the senses why. Um, until like I had said, like, did you write anything down? And it's like, yeah. And then he said that after. But yeah, uh, who wants to go first? I can go first, sir. Okay. Now, this movie came out all the way at the beginning of the year. And at the end of January, I think it was January 27th or something like that. But that movie is Infinity Pool, directed by Brandon Cronenberg. Okay. I, personally, I left that movie theater thinking I had a lot of fun. It was wild and fucking gory and just crazy all around. The concepts in that movie, I really enjoyed. I know there's a lot of people that didn't really care for this, but personally, just that giant blood room. Should we say we're doing spoilers or not? I don't know. I, I completely forgot about that. Um, I mean, let's just do spoilers. It's fine. All right, we're doing some spoilers, so if you don't want to be spoiled, uh, oopsie. Give ahead, daisies. Go ahead and leave right now. Yeah, but Infinity Pool is just so good. Skarsgård, Mia Goth. Ooh, they're so good. Mia Goth, especially. She's just Jamesy. <laughs> she is evil. Jamesy. As she pops off a few rounds into a bus. Just fucking insane. But the room of blood that they use to clone people looks fucking disgusting. And I love it so much. It's just so fucking good. And it's the scenes of the people actually getting killed. It's definitely Cronenberg's uh, son. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, Cronenberg. Um, So for anybody who uh, wants to know the synopsis of this, because I remember when we saw it, I remember leaning over to Cole and being like, this is a fucking sci-fi movie. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I had no idea. Like I, I probably have seen the trailer for it quite a few times. Um, did not get that cloning was going to be a part of this. Yeah, so, I thought it was going to be like a who done it or something. Kind of, yeah, like a like a murder thing. But um, so this is the synopsis. This is off Letterbox. Uh, while stay, staying at an isolated island resort, James and M are enjoying a perfect vacation of pristine beaches exceptional staff and soaking up the sun but guided by the seductive and mysterious gabby they venture outside the resort grounds and find themselves in a culture filled with violence hedonism and untold horror and that untold horror and hedonism and violence like i mean it's literally just they literally since they're on this they're in this country they can if you're rich you can basically do whatever the fuck you want um which part of that is literally killing people and because the government doesn't want to lose their tourism what they do is they have created a special program where they will clone the rich person if they have the money they will clone them and then they will have their clone killed um if they killed a person with a family or somebody or something like that they will have the family family come in a member do execute the clone and they get to watch as basically um 
rec uh, recom uh oh gosh what's the word um recompense rec recompense recompense yeah as as base or like basically as like um to get revenge you know um, yeah they have to like watch as their clone gets murdered but the thing is these rich people they have come to be find it like a fetish thing and they love yeah. they love watching their clones get murdered so they kill and do all these crimes to all these locals uh because they're rich and they can just afford another clone so yeah. why the fuck not and it's it was it's crazy it's a crazy movie like uh it's not it's not on my list which i had completely forgotten about it um and but now that i think about it more um what was your rating for it colt four stars i i really enjoyed it i had a lot of horror movies at four stars but choosing which one i wanted on this list was not easy okay yeah because I, I gave it four stars as well but the more i think about it, i'm like man it's a batshit crazy movie and it deals with a really cool concept that i think was done fairly well because like you said it, it, they're fetishizing themselves watching themselves die but at the same time it lets them kind of do as they please like it's very fascinating and it leaves you thinking, like, was that the clone or was it the original with Skarsgård? Because there's a lot of, like, confused, not necessarily confusing, but, like, wild scenes where it's, like, perspective yeah. of the clone and actual Skarsgård in the bleachers watching as uh, the little kid stabs his clone. Yeah, there was, like, there was a scene in there where uh, they had killed the father of a family, and so they had their, the child, a small child, the son, come up and gut Skarsgård's clone but like every time this happens you're kind of given like a weird like Colt said like a weird perspective where it's like it's like which one's the clone which one's Skarsgård like and then later uh it kind of the cloning kind of goes outside of this just judicial uh system where like they can just literally these these um these rich people just do what they want and they they bring that cloning outside of this outside this room um and it's just crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> like, there's even a there. Uh, like, besides that too, there's just a crazy, very surreal, lucid scene of like sex. Oh yeah, <laughs> lots of sex. And uh, there's a scene where they kidnap a dude and they piss on him and beat the fuck out of him. Oh no, they they kidnap Skarsgård's clone. That was, I was about to say that's Skarsgård clone. <laughs> yeah, they kidnap Skarsgård's clone before. No, they break into the cloning center and clone him, and then they beat the fuck out of him. And they start pissing on him, and he's like, "All right, come on, kill yourself, kill yourself." It was a, uh, it was an awesome movie. I fucking love it. And the more I think about it, really, yeah, the, I, the more I like it. The more I like it, I was like, "Wow, that's like a, it's kind of a sleeper hit this year." It really was, and a lot of people didn't care for it. I know, and I don't, I don't get it. It was just too, it was just too wild for me to not hate it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or to hate it, sorry, too wild to hate it. So, yeah. God damn. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that's my number five. What about you? Okay. So my number five, um, is oh god, this is tough. But I had to go with Evil Dead Rise. Okay. Yeah. Um, I had originally watched that in the Philippines. Had a terrible movie theater experience. I'm I'm pretty sure I talked about it on here. Uh, yeah, you have at some point. And um and then I rewatched it with Colt when I ever came back, when I came back to the states because he hadn't seen it and it's fantastic. Just an absolutely just brutal 
evil like an evil dead movie straight up it has that sinister like grotesque vibe to it that you know we all know and love just absolutely fantastic um yes this is also on my list i will go ahead and tell you what number it is this is my number two horror movie of the year wow okay i, I fucking loved evil dead rise absolutely fantastic movie lee cronin the director he's not done many great things but evil dead rise he did some real good shit here from the fucking actors to the actual blood and gore in this it was fucking cringy as hell and in a good way because you're seeing them like stab their fucking ah it's just it's fucked up in a good way it is fuck you know I I did not know what he had done previously. Wow. Um, crazy. Has not done anything major. <laughs> yeah, this was a big uh, thing for him. I Yeah, this is definitely a big thing for him, which... Um, now, he has, re- he has gained recognition for short films. Um, but wow. Okay. Um... Yeah, no. So anyway, so Evil Dead Rise, three siblings find an ancient vinyl that gives birth to bloodthirsty demons that run amok in a Los Angeles apartment building and thrust them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family unimaginable. Really, just really cool, like, imagery and uh, scary sounds, uh, really scary sounds, I will say that And the mom is like hot and scary at the same time you're like oh i don't right. i like this. all right colt let's calm down okay buddy. i want a girl that coughs up black liquid and says i'll fucking kill you you're cocks in hell i want that's, that th- th- that's not that from that's not from this movie colt something like that. <laughs> no it's she not said it's something from... about like she said something like Second really co- fucked up uh, she said a lot of fucked up stuff but sucking cocks in hell one is from the first one Yes, okay. Which you yeah, have yeah, yet yeah. to see. So upset about that. I, I really want to see that movie after seeing to. this one. We need to. It's really good. I, In my opinion, I think it's better than Evil Dead Rise. It's it's so fucking good. That's going to be hard considering how fucking awesome this was. With I the, know. The two sisters, both beautiful women. One's the evil creature that's killing everyone, and one has a fucking badass scenes all around especially that ending scene with that chainsaw and the wood chipper Ooh, it's crazy yeah the two sisters played by lily sullivan and Alyssa sutherland i don't think i've ever seen them in anything besides this you know they're fairly small actors and i'm hoping this like gives them a little boost for other films because they were really really good I will say Alyssa Sutherland has been in The Devil Wears Prada. Um, yeah, that that is a bigger movie. I haven't seen it though, but I've heard. But it's I good. mean, other than that, like nothing, nothing too, nothing too crazy. I'm trying to um, remember his name, but there's someone in Evil Dead Rise that is also in the One Piece uh, live action. They play Kobe. Very good. Is it the Morgan, older brother, Morgan Davies? Yes, that's Kobe yeah. right there. Yeah, it says that he's in uh he's in one piece. Okay. Cool. Yeah, um yeah, crazy um just a crazy movie. Uh oh gosh, I'm trying to think. The um yeah, the dialogue whenever the mother gets possessed is crazy or her lines, uh especially when she talks about like uh, when she says like your your mother's with the maggots now. Yeah. Like, 
like dude um and all that man. fucking wall climbing and the she when she jumps into the corner of the bathroom roof area it screams so oh, fucking good it's so good um trying to think uh i mean also to the beginning opening scene oh that, yeah that takes place in the future where yeah. there is those uh, three people at the lake uh cabin at the lake and um oh my god and she starts reciting uh weathering heights oh my god so scary or so creepy like it was scary it was scary um and then she scalps that girl Jesus. yeah i need a like i need this to be another like series i fucking love evil dead so much and this was so fucking good that it's now my favorite evil dead movie of all time i just need a sequel with this specific evil dead entity because it was uh genuinely spooky and fucking awesome yeah, I'm curious about the lore of Evil Dead now after this, because it's like, it mentions there's three uh, Necronomicons, and I'm like, well, shit. Like, so there's one in the in the first one, then there's this yeah. one. So where's the third one? You know, like, oh, dude, it's so good. Um, Yeah, uh, yeah, that's my that's my fifth. That's my fifth movie. Uh, well, uh, what was your rating? Uh, I gave it four and a half. Fucking loved it. Okay. Uh, you know, I wrote it down. Uh, four out of five. I get four out of five. It's it's very good, which was a huge step up from what I originally rated it. All right. Uh, now we're gonna go into number fours. I'll go ahead and give Pat's since. Oh my god, Twitter. Okay, so uh, no, I don't think there's really any order, so that's fine. Uh, number four for Pat was 1982's The Thing. Okay. Yeah, I was really surprised. I was like, I was like, did he watch that this year for the first time? I thought he watched uh, it with us. See, I thought he watched it with us too. I didn't ask him, so I, I just went with it. Uh, the sci-fi. This is what he said: the sci-fi horror classic that instills dread and anxiety with each viewing, helped along with some of the most grotesque and visceral practical effects ever put to film. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, if you want to hear our a lot of our opinions on it go listen to the old episode we did to search the thing on our feed you should be able to find it yeah, but uh this that, movie is an absolute well that, banger that was um that was for essential viewing early essential yeah. viewing <laughs> so yeah if you want to go look for that you can i said it was still cool good no no i'm just saying you can like yeah, it should yeah, be yeah. it should be up yeah it's in there somewhere yeah it, it's just it was so long ago it was like oh god 2019 Wow. All right. But yeah, that was his number four. Uh, you guys so want to say your turn for number four? Yeah, go ahead. My number four is another first time, or not another, it's a first time out instant banger. You probably already know what I'm talking about. That is Talk to Me, directed by Michael Philippou and Danny Philippou. I don't know how to say that last name. Philippou? Philippou? Oh, God. I. Philippou? Philippou? I don't. I don't know. Philippe, Either way, Philippe, Philippe. I don't know. Rocka Rocka Brothers. They're really, really talented. Apparently, I, I didn't really care for their YouTube videos. Uh, I think I was a little too old to fully enjoy them when they were popping off. But talk to me though. Holy shit! They are fucking rising in the uh, film industry uh, right now because 
they they had some connections apparently because they're hanging out with like people like Kojima and all these like Jordan Peele, all these big people. I think Kojima's the 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 source because he's like, all right, all these directors that I'm friends with, <laughs> let's go hang out and talk about movies. Uh, th- that's crazy because it's also my number four as well. Ooh, twin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so at a it's at a nice ninety five minutes too, and being there like Dictor directorial debut like colt said it was just they're on the rise now because it was incredible like for that like and then also too to be like um to have like a24 being the ones like you know backing them and publishing that like crazy and um if you had watched their videos i I knew when i first watched them i really enjoyed their videos i thought they were funny but then also too when they do stunts it's pretty it's pretty good their stunts are really good and now that they have more um more access to like you know funding and budgets and stuff like that they really popped off with their stunts and their um their uh their effects in this movie oh yeah because there is some gnarly shit in here (laughs) um also the writing for this movie was a lot of fun because it was it felt like another horror movie like we were talking about how uh Five Nights at Freddy was made for the younger kids. This feels like it was made for our generation specifically, our brand of Gen Z, uh, with the humor and whatnot uh, that was going on with it. Yeah, I, I definitely felt that. Um, so I'll go ahead and tell the synopsis. When a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits using an embalmed ham hand, they become hooked oh, on the new thrill until one of them goes too far and unleashes terrifying supernatural force forces so what was crazy about this is that basically this hand whenever they would use it it was like like it was more than a it was a, it seemed like a party gag at first but then it started to turn into a drug basically yeah it was a fucking <laughs> like dude let me get a hit let me get a hit of the fucking supernatural and every time basically. they like the first time they use it like the person's freaking out and screaming because they see a dead fucking person in front of them all gory and like bloated from like Whenever they died. Yeah. And they're like, whoa, totally a demon in front of me. All right, you can come inside. And like, I let you in or something like that. And, and then and the, like, they get possessed and then they're just like, oh, where am I? So like, they're screaming out like, what the fuck? And everyone in the party is like, whoa, that's so fucking cool. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. But like the entire time, the spirit is freaking the fuck out. And uh, you can't go over a certain amount of time or you will get fucked up. Yeah, if you go over a certain amount of time, they'll they'll stay. They'll uh, they'll they'll they won't want to leave. So it's like this whole ritual of like letting them in and then saying goodbye. And um, and like some of them, some of the spirits are like kind of funny. Some of them are like horrified that they're, you know, that they're back in the living world. Uh, and some of them are very, very sinister. Um, oh, yeah. There's a fucking most wild toe-sucking scene I've ever seen in a movie. It's really fucking funny. It was so funny. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> like, we were we were losing our shit in the theater. Um, oh, gosh. Like, And then there was, like, a crazy-ass scene with one of the kids. Like, And, I mean, this is, like, a kid kid, a little kid who wanted to do it so badly. And they were like, okay, we'll let him do it. And he does it. And oh my God, this kid gets fucked up. Oh yeah. It is horrible. Oh, just horrible. watching him break his arm. 
Oh, I'm playing it back in my head. Break his arm, gouge out his own eye, smash his head into the table. Like, yeah, they fucked him up. I think they really that, did that. I think they did too. Uh, again, really good practical effects by these brothers. Um, oh gosh, I'm trying to think. Like, what else happened in that movie that was batshit wild? Um, there was like a crazy ass scene where this kid was being, or this kid was like being tormented by these spirits, and we get to br- briefly see that, and it's horrifying. Um, just a crazy and then also to the montage of them constantly doing the hand and like getting high basically is really funny <laughs> uh it reminds me so much of a uh, flatliners i don't know if you know that premise but it's basically like these people would uh would uh kill themselves basically but then have somebody revive them and when they do they like they gain like a abil- not abilities but like they gain certain things like they get smarter or they can do this and that and like it like it's like also like a drug kind of oh i want to see this this is the first time i'm ever hearing of this yeah yeah i well, heard it was yeah. terrible well it's 3.1 letterbox which is not yeah, I bad heard, i heard it was terrible Kiefer sutherland kevin bacon julia roberts what the heck no i wasn't talking about that one i didn't know there was an original one what were you talking about? I was talking about the one from tw- from 2017. Oh with, no, I guess that was a remake. I'm thinking with, of the uh, with Elliot Page. Wow. No, no, no. I'm thinking of the I guess the original directed by Joel Schumacher. Wow, I guess that is a remake. I did not know that. You okay. Not, well, I want to, that's in my watch list. Okay, kind of want to see that. I don't want to see the 2017 one. <laughs> uh, at least uh, you know. Man. Okay, sorry. That I just astounded by that. Did not know that. Okay. Um But yeah, talk to me. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I fucking love it. These two brothers did a fantastic job. Very excited to see what they come with. There's going to be fucking... a talk, talk to me too. Yep, talk to me too. I wonder what that they're going to use. I wonder if they're still going to use the hand. Or what? I don't know. Maybe the other hand, because it's one of the others. Maybe a foot. They're like, suck his foot to find the other person. <laughs> Just Hold a reference to the first movie. <laughs> Hold his foot. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and with that ending, too, it was pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. I love that shit. And then after we left the movie, you and me were like, fuck, that was awesome. And then Tanner's like, that was awful. I fucking hated it. Oh, my God. Don't even get us started. Don't even get us started. Whenever we left that movie, me and Cole were so hyped on it. We were like, holy shit. That was awesome. Tanner, if anybody here knows Tanner, dude just cannot handle a horror movie. Uh, And I say handle, like, not like, like, I, 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 I just, I don't think he gets it, honestly. I just don't think, like, he he just doesn't rate like every horror movie he watches. I don't know what he's looking for every time he watches one because he always rates a horror movie low. He's just not a fan of horror movies because he's scared. And, and, and same we, thing with video games. He does not like horror video games. And the thing is, too, is like we tried we tried to talk to him about this, about like, you know, what defines like what makes a horror movie good for him. And and he mentions quite a bit he about, wants like, to be scared that's his wants thing. to be scared and it's just like i mean damn uh they are they're all trying that so i don't uh and there's so many different horror movies that do different things i i don't know what to tell you and also it's not necessarily i don't think a horror movie has to be scary for it to be good it could be like a vibe that's there and it could just be that kind of dealing with a supernatural or something 
Oh yeah. Like um like like uh like recently I've been listening to the soundtrack of um Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, that I classify Nightmare. that as a horror It's a horror movie. Christmas it's, movie. It's a horror and yeah, it's a horror animated Christmas movie. Is it scary? No. No, it's, it's fun. just fun. It's just fun and I love it. So you know, horror like horror as a genre has so many like facets to it that it doesn't just mean it has to be scary, you know? Yeah. Like 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 you said, like you said. Um yeah, I damn, good good take, Colt. Good take on that. I rated this movie four point five stars. Same, four point five. It's just Loved incredible. It. Incredible. So that was your four right, as well? So I yep. just go to my three? Uh, well, I was gonna or go do you to want to go to your three? I was going to go to Pat's first. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Pat's number three uh, was uh, Nope. 2022 ah. Nope. Yep. A movie that he says blends horror and science fiction with humor, huge scale, striking images, and unique creature design. I'll say design because if anybody knows that, there's one creature, you know, the main creature throughout the movie. Um, It does change its form, but for the most part, it's one creature, and uh, yeah, its design is incredible. Yeah, I fucking... If you've listened to our Nope episode, our Nope Minions doubles feature episode... <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> That's still fucking funny. Uh, you know that we fucking love Nope. Nope was one of my favorite movies from last year. Yep. It's just that fucking good. It's my favorite Jordan Peele movie. It's a banger of a movie all around there. Everyone, performance-wise, was fantastic. Even the dude... On the motorcycle. I'd, I don't want to spoil Nope because it's just that good. So, Fair. watch Fair Nope. Enough. Watch Nope. Yep. Now, is okay. it my three? Yeah, you can go. Okay. My three is a movie that Wenzel and I both loved. And it's the one that came out last year at a festival. And then it released in uh, January on Shutter or whatever. That is Skinamarink, directed by Kyle Edward Ball. This movie is vibes and fucking horrifying vibes at that. This is actually a scary <laughs> movie. Uh, there's not much dialogue in this movie. The only dialogue in this movie is from the house and the little babies that yeah. uh, are going through hell, basically. Jesus Christ. Um, so this is on my list, of course. Uh, you, you made a reference to this as well. Um, yes, it is my number one. Ah, yes, yes. Yeah, it was my number one, so I'm already spruing that, spoiled that. No, it's it's okay. Uh, so I, I guess to go into the synopsis of this, two children wake up in the middle of the night to find their father's missing and all the windows and doors in their house, home have vanished, um, which is a crazy-ass thing, like a concept. And then to do it the way they did it, it was so unsettling. It's 100 minutes long, but like it's like 100 minutes of just watching, like, just like hor- just it, it's so quiet but there's so much cr- crazy shit happening like and the way like- it's shot it's like yeah. an 80s like camera visually with filters and stuff but you just like see a dark hallway and uh the film grain that's used makes it like play tricks on you i highly recommend watching this movie in a dark room on a massive screen. Because that's what we did at Tanner's house when he was gone. That shit was fucking horrifying. Just watching 
the like shapes being made out like faces. I don't know if that was intentional or if it was just my mind playing tricks on me. I think that's the point of the movie or like the intention is for your eyes to find the things to be scared of in this movie. And, but there are things to actually be scared of, especially the, uh, very ending thing. I can't remember exactly what it says, but that ending fucking spooked the shit out of me. Um, Oh my gosh. Hold on a second. What because does it say? Cause it's so good. Ginna Marink ending quote. Cause it pops a little face that's floating. It's barely there. And I think the only way you could see it is if you're watching this movie in a pitch black room with the, only the TV light on. It just says, uh, I think it says go to sleep. Go to sleep in this house. In this house. Go to sleep. In this house. And then Kevin asks, what's your name? What's your name? And then that's how it ends. Oh, it's so fucking it's so good. good. Because like it's such a because it's a it's a visage. It's just a face. Like that's om- almost featureless. There's features forming on it, but it's almost featureless. And it's just it's this distorted every time uh I, I guess the entity, the house entity, Skinnamarink, whatever you want to call it, it every time it talks, it's this distorted, just gargled voice, and it's so bone chilling because it it very rarely ever interacts, but when it does, it like the shit that it does and the shit that it says is just so so creepy. Like, oh yeah, and- if there was a scene where the kids are in the. Uh, the living room where it's considered the safety because the light from the TV makes everything safe. Yep. And like, there's a scene where the kids are playing with like their toys, Legos or build blocks or whatever. And like, suddenly they're on the wall or are they on the roof? Like everything like falls upwards or sideways. I can't remember. Yeah. So yeah. Fucking crazy. And then there's a scene where the kid goes in the kitchen. He's like, stab your eyes out. Stab your eye out. Yeah. It was this creature or this, whatever this is, it it causes stuff to float up to the ceiling. It will also take stuff and like make it disappear out of reality. Yeah. Like, like because like the windows and the doors will uh, at first like will appear briefly and then disappear and then it starts getting even crazier. Like the longer they stay in here, Stuff starts to disappear. Stuff starts to just float upwards. There's even a scene where the girl, the daughter, pisses the entity off, and it removes her eyes and her mouth. Yes, it, it reminds me of an SCP or something from exactly. the Control Universe. I see this house as the stomach. I see you're being digested, and that's why everything is slowly disappearing. It's because it's being digested. And like this house is its own entity. Yeah, just I can see that eating you slowly and slowly. Yeah. yeah, like because there's even a scene in there where they go into uh, one of the kids. I think gets teleported to like the ceiling, and they're having to walk into the room. But then the room, there's this camera where, or the camera backs up from this corner of a room or the end of a hallway or something. But it backs up, and then it keeps backing up. And then it keeps backing up and backing up and backing up. And this room, this hallway is just, it goes on forever now. And then there's another room where there's just piles and piles of toys. And it's the same thing. It's just this vast pit. Like, it, it's crazy. It's a crazy-ass movie. Yeah. 
And the pho- the scene where the toy phone rings scared the fuck out of me just because yeah. it was so loud and sudden. But it was just genuinely <laughs> spooky just seeing that little thing light up. And, and the way like they the the effects of that in particular making it like the eyes belong to the creature. Ooh, Crazy. So good. <laughs> so fucking good. I highly recommend this movie for people that are into this kind of atmospheric movie. I understand why it's not for everyone, but good God, you gotta see like the artistic value here at least because it's so fucking good. It is very slow. I will say you will feel that 100 minutes because it does feel like a long movie, but it's really good. Yeah, it's really good. I I can understand why, but it's really good. Um, I went uh five five out of five for it i went 4.5 i fucking loved it yeah i loved it great movie tanner gave it three stars he's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the sound anyway <laughs> yeah um i guess i'll go into my number three yeah because that wasn't my um number one but um my number three was uh, a movie that you haven't seen, Cole. I've seen it. I saw this at the Sidewalk Film Festival. Uh, if anybody's listened to that Sidewalk episode, me and Tanner did. Uh, it was Birth Rebirth. Uh, oh, yeah. By, I want to see this. Yeah, directed by uh, Laura Moss. Um, so this movie is a, it's a 2023 movie, obviously. Um, so that was like that was its. Um, oh, gosh, I'm trying to remember. I think that was its premiere before it got. Um, wider release through uh shutter i want to say but um anyway this is it's 96 minutes long it goes by fairly quickly uh a single mother and a childish more childless more technician are bound together by their relationship to a little girl they have reanimated from the dead <laughs> uh that's the premise so it's uh so oh gosh it's like it's kind of frankenstein ish and it has kind of like Cronenberg vibes to it with how like they go like uh, so, so the certain effects and stuff it's really good it's not necessarily this is a good way of kind of ta- bringing back up what Cole said about how horror isn't necessarily scary it can just be a vibe and for this one the vibe was um was very just kind of dark and uh kind of funny because <laughs> that was that was really cool uh whenever i watched it was um the director came on stage to talk about it briefly and talk about how they you know obviously it's a horror movie but they don't classify it so much as that they classify it more as a dark comedy um and uh and yeah it was it was really good there was like some really uh, there were some like scenes that like probably well i the audience the scenes that i laughed at the audience also laughed at so i think for the most part, for uh, for those who did watch it, kind of got the vibe, you know, um, because there's just some insane shit in there. Uh, since Colt hasn't seen it, I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, I, I really want to see this because I love a good horror comedy movie. Um, um, best one ever is Tucker and Dale versus Evil. That's another good example of it doesn't have to be scary to be good. Okay, I will say, though, that one is slapstick. Tr- it's different. It, it's very different because this one is on the more serious side but it still yeah. has that kind of like that i guess dry humor to it or like or like finding finding like humor in the absurd which this is very much that um this this nurse who basically um loses her daughter to meningitis and then this more this more technician who's like who's like 
I wonder if I can resurrect her. <laughs> and then just does it in secret. It, it's crazy, dude. It, it was crazy. We gotta, yeah, you gotta watch it. Hell yeah, I'm definitely, definitely gonna check that out at some point. It, it was one of my favorites out of Sidewalk. Mm. I, I give it a five out of five because it was, it was fantastic. I also, I just really enjoy like retellings or different takes on like, on certain things like Frankenstein or like, um, not zombie, but kind of like zombie-ish kind of like that. Um, yeah, I really enjoy that stuff. Frick yeah, dude. All right. Now let me go into Pat's number three. Yup. Now this is where I get kind of curious because I'm like, I'm like, did we not watch this for an episode? But I, I didn't have time to question Pat. Uh, his third or no, no, sorry. This is his second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he is four. Sorry. Uh, Naroy the Curse. <laughs> Japanese. We watched that together. Is he just saying movies that he likes? <laughs> Japanese found footage that instills a genuine uneasiness with its unfolding tale of an unknown paranormal force that leaves devastation and intrigue in its path. We actually didn't watch it together, but we did have we did all have to watch it for an episode, I believe. Yeah, he was there. Because he was a part of that. I told him, I was like, uh, I told him, I was like, tell me your favorite films that you watched this year. And I don't know, I, I, I don't know if he, if, you know, I could just go to his letterbox and just see, right? Like, I, I tried to see, like, his last rating for Noir. I can't find it. Let's see. But I know he was there talking about this movie with us. I, I feel like he saw it. Okay, let's see. I'm going through right now. This is really funny because you're getting some behind-the-scenes stuff, everybody. Yeah, behind-the-scenes, snooping on Pat. Let's see. Okay, he doesn't have it on here! <laughs> oh, he's just listing movies that he I think he's listing his top four favorite horror movies. Which I appreciate. Fuck <laughs> it. This is uh, Pat's top four horror movies for some fucking reason. <laughs> no, it's just so funny because I told, I told Pat, like, three times i was like i was like tell me or twice sorry twice i was like tell me your favorite you know 2023 or no no your favorite movies you watched this year i don't know maybe he hasn't logged them it could be that it could be that he hasn't logged them so you know we don't know um because i know i do know that um he never saw nope last year so and i don't see one year so he he doesn't have it logged um it could be that but i just think it would be really funny if he was just telling us his favorite horror movies which he has honestly, no, he did see nope last year it's on his uh diary he saw it july 26th are you fucking are you I think Pat just sent you his favorite horror movies i genuinely think that uh, that's funny <laughs> okay um yeah neroy the curse though uh if you want go listen to our our found footage horror movie episode. I think, I think that's what that one is. Um, it's really good. I, I yes. recommend Neroy. Neroy is one of the best found footage horror movies. So, Amen. and it's got a little fucked up face in it. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. Damn. We already, so uh, funny. I can't, I think I gave that like four stars, something like that. Great movie. Neroy. Um, oh gosh. I didn't, I didn't consider that one. I, I think I'd probably get five stars because I love this so much. No, I get four as well. I could, yeah. I could, you could convince me, though, to give it five because it's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I already said my two, and that was Evil Dead Rise. 
So. Yeah, uh, I can go to my two. Who it up? My number two is a movie we had watched very, very recently. That was a huge surprise. Uh, you guessed it. Bo is afraid. You just said my number one. Damn. Hell yeah, dude. So this came out this year. It came out um, uh, around April. Uh, so I was yeah, gone. It was so. when you were gone. Fucking yeah. two of these movies came out when you were in the Philippines. Yeah, so I was gone, so we couldn't see it. It had come to theaters. Uh, the week you was, left. The week I left, which was crazy, but um, we, we did end up watching it together, and uh, directed by Ari Aster, of course. And it's 179 minutes. It's right there at uh, two hours and 59 minutes, but we're just going to say it's three fucking hours, because it's three fucking hours. Yeah, I remember when uh, Wenzel came over, it was that day we were going to go watch uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, and uh, I was like, uh, you want to watch Bo's Afraid? It's a horror movie, and we could use it for this upcoming episode. I was like, sure, yeah. It's something we both been meaning to watch. I didn't realize it was three hours long. It's like, knew, Jesus, fuck. I knew it was three hours long because I remember I'd kept up with it so much. I was like, man, whenever we can get the time to watch it, it's going to be crazy. And whenever he, whenever Colt suggested it for this, I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's go for it. Three hour, Two three-hour movies in one day? Hell yeah. Um. It didn't and, feel like it personally. This felt like a short, <laughs> not short, but it felt like a not as long, uh, super anxiety trip. Yeah, that's true. I, I think I was, while I did feel anxiety, I think I was laughing more just because, again, absurdity. <laughs> Fucking funny as fuck. <laughs> it's so crazy. So um, I guess the brief synopsis, a paranoid man embarks on an epic odyssey to get home to his mother. <laughs> <laughs> That is selling that that's not even half of it, honestly. <laughs> and it, it it is horror. It is horror in a way. It's like psycho psychological horror. Yeah. And it's different. It's funny horror. This is another example. I don't think Tanner would like this movie because it's not scary or some shit like that. He doesn't like fucking hereditary either way. I gave this movie five stars. I gave Midsummer five stars. I gave Hereditary five stars. I'm a I fucking gave... I gave all of Ari Aster's films, three films, five stars as well. This fucking Ari Aster is extremely talented, and it's a shame that I don't think he's going to be returning to horror uh, anytime soon. But uh, yeah, yeah, good he said this, fuck. This, this would be his last. Um, should also mention, I think it was was it Scorsese who said they really liked Ari Aster's films. I think it was well? Scorsese. Yeah, I think so, so Scorsese has good taste. Um. Yes, but also, I get it. You don't like the comic book movies? Just stop talking about it because you're just getting a bunch of angry people at you. I mean, and also, too, he's just making himself angry, you know? Like, yeah, just if if it makes you that upset, don't put it in your life. Yeah, and I mean, at least he recognizes its cultural significance because it is so goddamn significant. And, yeah. You know, whatever, you know? But to be fair, like, I mean, it's not like, too, like, movies like Goodfellas or The Wolf of Wall Street haven't been big either, you know? Um, but if we're being really fair, I can't also disregard the Marvel Avengers as well. Yeah, uh, I love a lot of the Marvel movies. It's just not as much uh, with these later half movies. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, no. Um, so yeah, Flop Skazy, you have good taste. Yeah, Flop Skazy, Totally didn't give Killer of the Flower of the Moon four and a half stars and didn't love it. Fuck. Yeah, didn't have a great time. 
<laughs> um, God, what do I even say about Bo is Afraid? <laughs> this shit is bonkers and hilarious. Imagine we're going to spoil this movie. There's a scene. <laughs> Everything about this beginning of this movie is so fucking hilarious. It like you see uh walking Phoenix walking home and as like as he's about to enter his apartment, there's a man with tattoos running at him full speed. So he's running full speed to make it to his apartment, barely makes it in. He's like, Oh, I made it home. And once he's in his apartment, there's some dude like angrily coming into his room, not coming into his room, but he's like sliding a note under his door saying, like, can you turn down the fucking music? And he does it like multiple times throughout the night and he's like i'm not playing any music and he eventually tries to go to the play dude's room and he can't it's just like super anxiety things like worst case scenario that your mind will give you with intrusive thoughts happen uh in this movie <laughs> This whole scene or this whole city sequence is insane because it's like every, it's like all the anxieties packed into this place there is like there is like people screaming gunshots everywhere there's a surgeon covered in blood there's people recording and they're hoping a guy jumps off a building they're like we're trying to get him to jump like Jesus. and there's a scene where he once he's in his apartment he turns on his tv and he's like oh let's see what's going on it's like the naked the stabbing murder man has killed no, another person the, the no the the stabbing the stabby naked birthday i think it's i don't the, know if they say the stabby naked birthday suit man, a killer was took another life and it shows an old man butt naked with a knife going i'll fucking stab you <laughs> this guy is important he comes up later <laughs> he, he does <laughs> that's on a bit <laughs> this movie is so fucking hilarious there's a lot it, of setup uh, i just i just want to say the scene where he's like needs to take the certain medicine with water he's like fuck I, I don't have any water the running water's not working it's like, God, I have to go outside. And he sees like a bottle of water at the shop across the street. He's like, fuck. And he runs out. He doesn't have his keys. <laughs> and he runs out, lives the phone book in front of the door. And he's like, fuck, I just have to make sure nobody opens the door uh, or shuts the door with his phone book. And he runs across the street, buys the water, drinks it. And he doesn't have enough money to pay for the water. And he just throws a bunch of coins on the counter as he sees a hoard. Every single person, Every single person in, in this the street. They walk into that apartment building. He's like, oh, God, please just take my money. He's like, dude, I'm going to call the police. I'm going to call the police. I'm calling the police right now. He's like, please just take this money. And uh, <laughs> as he runs across the street to stop him, the last person on the street like walks in, picks up the phone book, and shuts it. And uh, they eventually all head up to his apartment, doing drugs, putting like metal inside the microwave rubbing shit on the walls fucking every bad thing you can think of is happening in his apartment it's except so for one guy funny. except for one guy who's washing his dishes that was pretty funny he's just one guy <laughs> washing his dishes unless that's one of his anxieties is people washing his dishes for some reason uh yeah other people cleaning it yeah i can see that now the tattoo guy was in there and his bit was that every time he got something warm or hot he would say ow it's hot and then drop it too fucking hot yeah, it was so funny. The the stat scene though, where he runs across the street to get a bottle of water, is so so like everything. The lead up of him trying to figure out if he needs if he absolutely needs to take water, him looking up what happens if you don't take water, and then the first result is a guy who dies from not drinking water with the medicine. <laughs> it's so. And then good. as he runs across the street, there's a guy's like, "Help me! Help me! Help me! Help me!" 
And this guy comes back later because once he goes back into his apartment, everybody's left. And he goes like, fuck, I'm just going to cool, cool down, get in the bath. He gets in the bath, lays back his head. He's like, oh, it's time to relax. He opens his eyes and sees the guy's like, help me, help me. And he's, he's like yeah. fucking hovering above him with his arms stretched out, keeping him balanced straight above him. And then he falls directly onto him while he's butt naked. And eventually they struggle like rubbing each other, not rubbing. Well, they, they rub a battle each other. And eventually the other guy is almost butt naked as well. Because they're fighting, and somehow the guy starts to lose his clothes as he's trying to get off of him. It, it's crazy. But the reason why the guy falls, though, is because there was, um, again, set up. There was a brown recluse spider that had gotten loose in the apartment building, and it was on his face, and it bit him, and that's how he fell. <laughs> There's so much in this fucking um, movie. Speaking of that bath scene, so we're sitting there watching it. And Colt literally blinks and misses it, but there's a, but in that particular mo motion of him getting in the bathtub, you see his ball sack is so brief, it's so quick, but you see it, and I saw it because I was like, holy shit, that thing is fucking huge, and I'm like, Colt, did you see that? And he was like, what? I wasn't looking at the balls, I was looking at the water, because he was just letting it overflow into the floor, I was like, that's fucking terrible. And, and I was like, I was like, I just saw his nut sack. They're huge. And Colt's like, what? And then he was like, we got to see this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's literally me and Colt fedangling, trying to go back and see it. But then the internet like goes out. Right. Yeah. Right. When we're trying to look at the nut sack and I'm like, what the fuck? So we had to sit there for five minutes, not knowing when the internet would come back and come back pretty shortly. And then thankfully. I had to get up and Colt has to rewind it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to point to it. I'm going to let you see it. <laughs> like I'm like presenting <laughs> and I pointed and man was not disappointed. Those were some big nuts and it's story related. I was thought it, like hopefully Walking's nuts are not that big. Is is story related and it's so stupid that it is. It's story related because if he ever comes, he thinks he's going to die because his dad died having sex with his mother and <laughs> he busted and he had a heart attack. Yeah. And he didn't want to have that happen to him. And that's how that's how Joaquin or Bo. That was how Bo was created. Um there's a sex scene later on. Oh my god, this fucking movie. It, it, he has sex with this uh childhood crush and like when he he's like riding him, you see this biggest pair of nuts. It's like so even funny. bigger than you can even imagine. Like, like, <coughs> hold on. <coughs> Sorry. I got to talk about this too. So literally she is sitting on top of him and his nuts are literally as big as her butt. <laughs> <laughs> They're so fucking big. And uh, I guess story related, like, because like Colt said, like he is never, it, it's kind of, it's kind of an exaggeration of like him never having sex or jerking off or anything. So he just has a huge storage of cum. And yeah. And he busts super hard. Don't do that. Don't. Do he, that. he does. He, he does because literally the woman, oh my God, I'm not going to repeat this. <laughs> the woman says, wow, I felt that break the condom. Okay. Uh, she did not say like that. Okay. okay now say I have, it. Yeah. I'm making you say it. What'd she say? What you piece of shit. Okay. She said, She's like, damn, I felt that. You busted through. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you busted through the bag. <laughs> Fuck. That is crazy. Why did you say that? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's that, that's probably an abridged version, but I know I do remember her saying I felt that and her saying you busted 
you busted the bag or something. You shot yeah. the bag, which is like, what the hell? Um, she dies immediately, uh, by the way, because because at, she rides him because she she wants to she wants to come as well. And as soon as she does, she she fucking she just dies. And there's no explanation for that. Making me think, like, does that mean she's a secret sister? And that since she bust, which doesn't make sense because the dad would have to bust twice to make her. But still, strange, strange bust. Well, to be fair, we find out that the dad's not dead. <laughs> yes, the dad is not dead. That is true. Um, hold on, I'm gonna try to look that up because I I never. I never finished my search about why that even happened because I tried looking that up and I just there's a random interview with somebody talking to her about that sex scene. I was just like, how do you even approach that? That's so funny. Um, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and try talking about uh, what his dad looks like? OK, so there's a. Oh, my God. All right. I just before we get that, I feel like we have to talk about this. There's a whole fucking segment where he's chilling at these people's house that are caring for him after he gets hit by an ice like, <laughs> movie. <laughs> okay, this is where he gets he gets hit by the 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 woman who owns his house. He gets hit by her car and then the birthday stab man stabs him. Yes, the birthday <laughs> stab man stabs him and they he gets taken care of at this dude's house. He's a doctor apparently. And uh the doctor is also taking care of this other uh man with PTSD that went in the military with their son that died in the military in uh fucking some south american war which makes you think i don't think this man was in the military but uh or he was he didn't die there for military reasons at least but they uh this man is very important because later the daughter calls bo an effing uh, no an f word for a homophobic slur pussy and she drinks paint killing herself and when she <laughs> when she does this, the mom comes in and she's like, "Bo, what'd you do?" And she's like, "Kill him! Kill this motherfucker! Rip him to shreds!" And this dude with PTSD gets suited up, full fucking armor, and he's on the hunt for Bo. It's oh so god. fucking funny. Oh my god! Because the entire time they're here, the dude is just having PTSD, like just replaying in his head. Uh, like and it's and like it's like how are they letting this man roam so freely when it, very clearly he's a danger to himself and to others also um, like i understand like it's not funny PTSD is not funny in any way at all but the way it's used in this movie he's just nor tor talking normally to this to the doctor man and he's just like smashing windows and just crawling around on the ground in the background and like falling into the pool and shit it's it's funny <laughs> well i mean it's not obviously like colt said it's not the the disease or the illness itself isn't funny the fact that you have this rich ass family who feels like they are doing you know charity or service by taking this stranger in and then just caring for him while letting him run loose without really actually acknowledging or like taking proper care of him because the the father the doctor is like just happy go lucky like just like it's like oh yeah you know and and bo is like i don't think he likes me and he's like probably not <laughs> but it's okay stared at him through the window because he because the daughter so almost like she gets so mad she tries to get him to basically hurt or kill bo like on several occasions 
Also, sorry for talking so much about this movie to the people listening. Uh, I just love this movie. It's my favorite movie of the Dude, year. Dude, this movie is insane. Um, God. And, like, the, the, the daughter takes her friend, and they're like, all right, I'm going to drive you home, Bo. My fucking dad told me to. And she's like, all right, get in the car. And she's like, smoke this, or I'm going to say you tried to rape me or molest me, something like that. And he's like, what? Uh, okay, I guess. He does smoke it, and it becomes one of the most nightmarish sequences this little daughter is a demon, okay? She's a demon. Glad she's gone. But anyways, back to crazy uh, man. I can't remember his name with PTSD. He finds Bo, shoots up this play that happens, which the play is insane. Don't want to go into it, it's a, for it's it. A theater, it's a theater troupe. They're having a play in the forest. And also this play that happens is really cool because... It's done with this kind of stop motion, like uh, beautiful, beautiful construction play. paper, like effect to it. And it, it basically lays out like the second act of the film. Uh, very Wes Anderson-y. Very good. Um, very cool. Um, but the PTSD man. Uh, he tracks down Bo because Bo still has this ankle health monitor that is tracking him. And it's this 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 it was insane i was so scared because these characters i don't know why i attach so much to them but they are so nice in this theater yeah troupe. this was the nicest people in the whole movie because because they were like they're like oh how are you doing bo are you okay you know most of us are orphans as well or you know what have you uh there's a ladybug with a very deep voice it's really funny um, and there's the implied bo's father that <laughs> fucking gets obliterated <laughs> and oh my yeah because this guy for some reason they they he has grenades he has an smg he is unlimited he ammo it is insane um the, he starts unloading on all these people one of the people tries to stop him and he falls over while still shooting holding down the trigger unlimited ammo magazine and it like unloads through his like chest killing the guy that pushed him over and like you think he's dead. He's not. This goes into the father scene. This is why I had to bring this up. This is important. Because <laughs> Bo is locked. He's brought into the attic where he saw. He thought himself being put up in the attic. And uh, it turns out it was a long lost. Not long lost. It was a brother of his. She's like, you want to go see the truth for yourself. He's brought him in the attic. Sees his brother. And his father is a massive cock and balls. That is not a bit. The father is a large penis. He's like, oh, my boy. My my beautiful boy. And as soon as, like, he's like, what the fuck? He starts screaming. The PTSD man (laughs) pops up on the window. It's like the top floor of attic. We're talking the attic. He jumps through the fucking window and starts charging the father and stabbing one of the testicles over and over again, super rapidly and violently. He's like, ah! Ah! Blood and calm just shoots out of the balls. It's just uh, and how and how Bo's dad kills him is uh so again Bo's dad is a giant penis monster, and he has these like these praying mantis like stick appendages, and he stabs it straight through his skull. Uh, yeah. Starship Trooper style. If anybody's seen yeah Starship, yeah yeah Starship Troopers with the brain bugs, literally like that. <laughs> um, gosh, sorry. I'm oh. trying to I'm trying to look for. I'm trying to look for the fucking um why she died she way that did, did she die you probably she just dead she dead okay 
Okay, no. So there's this one. So I'm I'm reading a Vulture article right now, and it said, um, but then Elaine achieves orgasm. Elaine, by the way, is played by Parker Posey. Um, yeah, uh, that the older woman. Uh, the woman that Bo has sex with. Okay, uh, because there was uh, when they were kids. There's uh, uh they had kid actors as well. Yeah, they? yeah, but I mean, yeah, but anyway. No, Parker Posey is, if anybody knows her, she's very well famous. She was in Days and Confused. She was in uh, uh, Scream 3. She was in. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Okay, Superman yeah. Returns. She was in Columbus. Uh, yeah. It, it's crazy because she was born in 1968. So she's like, um, oh, God, how old is that? Uh, 50, late 50s. Let's, let's see. I want to say like 58. 55. Um, Fuck. She looks great. Beautiful looks woman. Great. Yeah um but well for the purposes of the scene it was, it was insane um but it, it, it's not the it says right here uh, she achieves orgasm and is immediately frozen stiff she's dead it's not the man's orgasm that kills it's the woman's could that be partly the source of mona's resentment toward Bo and his bloodline either way Bo's fears of sex and death have been realized that's it <laughs> um now what's interesting too is that they they bring up to what what um Bo Bo's dad being a giant penis could mean. Um and honestly it was like it's kind of like what anybody could go with, but it's so this film is so ambiguous that you can attach so many different meanings or like symbolism, whatever you want. And I think that's great. I think that's what makes it a great movie. But the one here you can even watch I just want to say you can easily co- go into this movie and not put any meaning on anything. No, and yeah. have a, an absolute blast. Just have a just blast. A, it's so fucking good and, and funny. It's so funny. And like, if you go into this, like, because when this movie came out, it was so polarizing for people. Because I remember hearing so much, um, not from the people I knew. Everybody who I knew who had watched it loved it, but like outside of that, like people hated it. You know, like certain critics and just yeah, it was it was very it was very weird. Because I'm like, just, if you people if you don't know how to fun. If you don't know, yeah, exactly. I was like, if you don't, if you go into this movie and you don't know how to have fun, then you're not going to enjoy it because holy shit. But what I was going to say about the dad, though, is basically like since his father's been absent his entire life, it's basically saying his dad's a big giant dick. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. I, I was like, that is, yeah, like that's, that's, yeah, that's pretty good. But there's, there's a lot, there's a lot you could do with that, though. Like, I mean, really, um, because I, I just read through this article bit about that and it was, it was pretty fascinating um oh gosh um, and then the ending scene where he rides a boat into the middle of this stadium like thing where he's late. put on trial uh by his mother and uh <laughs> what what is her accusation accusation she's like she's not he's not a good son he's not a good son he's selfish he unloving just a terrible person all around because it's not just that he doesn't love his mother it's just all around that he's terrible because um the the attorney or the the prosecution was like talking about how you know the scene where he's running to the house or to his apartment and the guy the tattoo guy also runs towards him they were saying like how you're how he's quick well he's always talks about how he he wants to give to the home to the needy or to the homeless or wants to help those in need um but he's quick to disregard them when actually facing them so like saying like yeah yeah this guy 
this guy covered in tattoos and he is going the guy in the tattoos is going to the soup kitchen to get soup but he's quick to wow when facing reality is quick to um push it away basically um, yeah it's not necessarily Bo was he's just afraid the whole point of this movie Bo is afraid Bo is scared he's just it wasn't his fault that he's doing these things it's just the worst case scenario stuff was playing out in his head and the worst case scenario stuff was happening to him. So <laughs> he just ha- always has to assume the worst. Well, and the thing is, though, it is he had a defense. Uh, he had a defense and was actually doing pretty good. But then they grabbed the defense and killed him. <laughs> yeah, they threw him into uh, the the stadium and he gets dashed against the rocks. Yep. <laughs> it was insane. God. Um, And then Bo dies. Yeah, Bo gets fucking murdered and that's it oh uh, i could have get... watched another hour of this it was that good you know what <laughs> honestly yeah i could too <laughs> that's insane I, that's insane for me to say because the, there's like several three-hour movies where i'm just like oh man i'm really fucking feeling this but with this one i'm like yeah i could watch another hour of this insanity <laughs> put it up there with avatar 2 of as i could watch another hour of this yeah, sure. I agree. Color of the Flower Moon, just, uh, it, was, it felt long, but it was good. Yeah. But fuck, Bo is afraid. Ari Aster, you genius. Five stars. I love you. Five I can't stars. wait for whatever the hell you plan. I, 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 I'm you know, a follower. It's never too late for him <clears throat> to be like, you know what? I'm going to keep doing horror movies because I think he should. I, I think he has found something. He has a style. Um, just it it fits so well. I think he should continue. Oh man, like, I want to see a comedy movie from him. To be honest, like a full on well, comedy. Yeah, I was gonna say because Bo's Afraid is technically considered a comedy, a, like um straight up like comedy. But um, I definitely would see it more in the horror realm because of just the absolute terror that is happening, yeah. <laughs> the everyday terror. <laughs> Oh my god. Because fucking... Midsommar and Hereditary, they are horror, but they're also pretty funny. They're pretty funny at times. Um especially Midsummer. I think Midsummer more just because Hereditary had more horror, like pure horror. Um, you know, if if people who have seen it know. Um Yeah. Yeah. Um gosh, I, there's a lot he could do, honestly. I you know, Oster, whatever you put out, I will watch it. Yeah, uh, I'm a fan for life at this point. I'm in. Yep. Five stars, by the way, for me as well. Yeah, that that's our list, I think. Oh, uh, let's see. Let's see. Nope. So what's uh, Pat? For one you? more from Pat is 1996's Scream. A great time yeah. capsule of the 90s that not only reworked a classic subgenre of horror with meta awareness, but reinvigorated it as well, kicking off a flood of movies in its wake. Yeah, he totally just sent in a list of uh, some of his favorite horror movies. <laughs> and that's not fine. from this year. That's funny, though. That's, that's so a very fun. pat thing to do. Yeah, that's uh, it's funny. Um, I appreciate it, though. Good list, obviously. Yeah. Scream, great movie. Fantastic movie. I loved it. Scream 6. That's not on my list, but I fucking loved it. I gave it four stars. Uh, great movie. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we got honorable mentions as well. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you some special guests on my list. That is Overwatch 2's competitive. That shit is horrifying. It's Makes, scary. It's painful. 
It's like the worst experience ever. You think giving birth is hard? <laughs> Play Overwatch 2 comp, okay? And another honorable mention, Skibbity Toilet. It's horrifying. Skibbity Toilet is genius. What? You, what? <laughs> what? Did you just make something up? You not know about Skibbity Toilet? No. Oh my fucking god. You have nephews. How the fuck do you not know about Skibbity Toilet? Okay, you're making that up. No, I am not. If Skibbity Toilet is one of the biggest YouTube things that is happening right now. I'm actually kind of like not late to the party because I knew about it months ago, but I'm telling you're late to the party. You're t- I'm telling you to you right now. Uh, it's it? huge. It's apparent. It? It's essentially a toilet with a Gary's Mod a default like character model with a head in it, and the head pops out of the toilet and it's like skibbity bop bop yes it uses that song with the the happy man dancing he's jiggling in his belly belly oh. it's a remix of that song and oh it's, I, the, I, i've the seen head, that before yeah and the head just dances around it turns out it's got an in-depth story apparently it's not for me because i'm not a little kid but like the it's the toilets are fighting the skibbity toilets are fighting the uh camera head people oh and, wow i know exactly what you're talking about i didn't know yeah. that. Was- I thought that was a one-off stupid bit. No, there's like 80 parts. I, there's, it's I still ongoing. You know the name. I can't believe you know the name of it. Hmm. And because I'm on the internet constantly. I, mm. And plus, I keep up with like Gary's Mod YouTubers and shit. And they bring <laughs> you keep up. up with world events. <laughs> yeah, this is very important. Uh, I love to keep up with Skibbity Toilet. No, I haven't watched anything other than episode one of it. It's mind-numbing stuff, but I understand. It's for kids. I used to watch terrible source filmmaker stuff, like the classic My Eyes Mass Effect edit, or whatever, like Pootis. I get it. Kids like that stuff. It's fun for them. Yeah, yeah, of course. But really, though, number three of my honorable mentions of horror-related things. All my things are video games. It's Dead Space's remake. This game is banging. Dead Space remake is... One of the best games of the year, which is a great year already. But holy fuck, Dead Space Remake is fantastic. It makes me want Dead Space 2 Remake really, really bad. You have anything to say? Sorry, my uh, I thought my computer just died. I was so scared. Um, I haven't played it, so I can't really say much. Um, I love Dead Space, though. Uh, but I can go to my number three. Do it. My number three uh, uh, is uh, it's not a movie from this year. It's a movie I have watched. Me and Colt watched together. Memoir of a Murderer. Oh, great movie. It was really good. Um, If uh, I should have this pulled up. Give me a second. Jesus Christ. Trying to type it in. Okay. All right. Directed by Wan Shin Yun, I believe. Um. From 2017, a former serial killer with Alzheimer's fights to protect his daughter from her mysterious boyfriend, who may be a serial killer too. It was fantastic. A psychological thriller of this of this killer who is suffering so much and trying so hard. Um, it, it was it was a it was a wild ride. It's a long one too, isn't it? It's it's 118 minutes, so it's about an hour and um okay. 40 48 minutes. Yeah. It's, it's really a great good. movie. Super Very fantastic. Gorgeous movie, too, by the way. Um, 
incredible acting incredible like the last like bit of dialogue too where he where um you know the reveal at the end uh i, I won't say too much about it yeah it's i think very, this is one you don't want to spoil because not as many people have seen it it's very good um gosh there uh i also did a little little digital uh painting on it you can go on my art instagram or my twitter to see it i i've i loved it like whenever i was thinking about uh what to talk about in this episode i went back and looked at this and i was like man it's such a good goddamn movie and like so many good scenes so and when i was especially thinking that too whenever i was um doing a little painting of it on um on my ipad um just it's just it's just solid solid movie yeah, um, I suggested this. It was a day we were watching a bunch of movies. I suggested to watch this because I saw a, a clip on TikTok of uh, the main guy ramming the back of this other guy's car. It's like a, an accident, and he sees blood in the back of his car, and he's like, I know what you are. And, yeah. <laughs> and that like got me. I was like, fuck, I have to watch this as soon as possible. And I was like, fuck it. Wenzel, you want to watch this? Yep, and I was all for it because I'm always down to watch... Um an interesting premise like this. So yeah. Oh yeah. Ready for my two? Yeah. Go ahead. My number two is another great remake and my favorite resident evil game now. And I love resident evil. Like resident evil eight was my favorite, uh, before this one. And, uh, it's resident evil four. This game is fantastically remade. One of the best games of the year. I'm going to say that for all my games here. Absolutely fantastic shooter. It keeps the action in and it keeps the horror in as well. I think the Resident Evil remakes are some of the best remakes that any dev has ever done. And people need to take notes, in my opinion. I think uh, this is really good. And I just recently played Separate Ways. That shit sets up Resident Evil 5 really well. And I'm hoping they do a Resident Evil 5 remake. I think it'd be nice. I hope so, too. Uh, if you haven't played it, go ahead and play it. It's really good. Took me, overall, counting separate ways, 20 hours to beat the main game in separate ways. I would play it, but I'm currently trying to beat Miles Morales so I can play Spider-Man 2. So it's yeah. on the backlog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's backlog my number two. Uh, if you want to go listen to our Resident Evil 2 remake episode, where we talk about that for Backlog Boys, it's on the... On the main feed, go listen yep, to that. Yep. Uh, my number two is a burp. Uh, no, Ooh. sorry. Uh, my number two is something uh, I I think we already talked about. I think for the lads essentials. Um, but me, Colt, and Tanner have all seen it. It's Jennifer's Body. Oh, fantastic movie! Yeah, I, I I'll I'll briefly mention it again because I, I I cannot remember for the life of me if we did talk about it there. Um, I think we did. I, I feel like we did. It's from 2009, directed by Karen Kasama. Obviously, um, uh, Megan Fox and Amanda Seyfried uh, are in it. Um, a newly possessed cheerleader turns into a killer who specializes in offing her male classmates. Can her best friend put an end to the horror? That's the that's the synopsis on Letterbox. Um, really really good um crazy funny ass movie to watch uh definitely from its time of 2009 it, it, just a fun movie all around and it was such a huge surprise when we watched it i i gave it 4.5 out of 5 it was incredible incredible movie um god i i hope uh i i hope it gets criterion because i would love to own that amen brother it's incredible 
So are we ready for my number one other horror-related thing? Yeah, go ahead. This is it. This is my number one. Uh, it's funny because it just came out, and that's Alan Wake 2. I knew I, I knew you were going to talk about it. I yeah, knew it. <laughs> I fucking love Alan Wake 2. I beat Alan Wake 1 last October. I loved it. It was a really good remaster. I even beat all the DLC. And then later uh, into this year, uh, last month, I beat and platinumed uh, Control. Because I was like, fuck, I'm going to get ready for uh, Adam Wake 2. Adam? Who the fuck is Adam? Alan Wake 2. <laughs> That's his son, Adam Wake. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Control, fucking awesome. It sets up Alan Wake 2 beautifully, the end credit stuff. It's crazy how much Control stuff I've interacted with. I say, it's FBC, the F- Federal Bureau of Control. Bureau of Control is in Alan Wake 2 as well. I haven't progressed enough in... Uh, Saga Anderson's storyline to fully understand that, but I know that it makes more of a appearance in that. But I've played almost all of Alan's uh, storyline up to the point of no return. Good God, this game is phenomenal. It's potentially, if Saga Anderson's story plays out as well as fucking Alan's, then it's gonna be one of the best horror games I've ever played. It'll probably be my favorite horror game. Because at this moment, I think it's better than Resident Evil 4 uh, remake. It's so fucking good. And there is one thing, if you want to see me getting scared like a little baby, I'll go on my Twitter profile at <laughs> D00, and you'll see in one of my media tab, uh, I posted a clip of me getting scared by one of the first big jump scares in the entire game and almost shitting myself because it was that scary. Yeah, I watched it and I got scared it it's it's terrifying i i understand (laughs) it's it's funny remedy is a masterful storyteller uh game studio sam lake you are a fucking genius and putting yourself in this game is alex casey that's funny it's just funny because there's a lot of self-referential stuff in this game related to him and all that it's just so good it's very david lynch and uh anybody that's a fan of david lynch you have to do yourself a favor and get into the alan wake games because they're just that good and they're beautiful alan wake 2 is fucking beautiful go play it please david david lynch scp like who would have thought you know yeah and like everything is so uh not not eerie it's um uncanny valley it's, yeah. uh, with the people, they're like, they're human, but they're acting strange. And that's on purpose. That's Remedy's thing. And there's a lot of people that don't realize that, is that Remedy games, they're meant to be surreal and just, like, feel not real at the same time. Like, not real and real at the same time. The surreal, uh, lucid kind of experiences. Yes, that's on purpose. It's supposed to be like that. And a lot of people go into this game not realizing what kind of studio remedy is and that's why i saw some reviews for this game i just think people don't understand the style or they just don't like the style and they just give it a bad review because like functionally this game feels great controls great i haven't had any glitches uh i the only reason you should dislike it is the story and uh characters i guess and uh just i just think people don't get it 
what the majority of people do because it's sitting at like an 89 on Open Critic. So. <laughs> I was about to say, it's doing really good uh, re- reception-wise overall, which good because I um, it looks incredible. Um, been excited for it. Again, will not play it until I get through Spider-Man first. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Spider-Man 2, fantastic game, by the way. And then not only that, I have to go and play Control as well. <laughs> Shit. It's worth it. Fucking yeah, your games. I know. I know. You ready yeah. for my number one? Yeah, speak it out. I say number one. None of these are really in particular order. It's just how I had them. Number one is something I had actually read earlier this year. I had read it on my uh, on my flight back home to America. Is uh, Uzumaki by Junji ah, Ito. I uh, actually haven't read it fully yet. It's really good. It's the collected, you know, volume or the collected uh, omnibus of the of the three volumes, three tomes, whatever you want to call them, or maybe yeah. it's a tome in itself. Anyway, um, so brief brief synopsis. Uh, the, uh, uh, Kurosucho, a small fog-bound town on the coast of Japan, is cursed. According to Shuichi Sato, the withdrawn boyfriend of teenager Kiri Gashima, their town is haunted not by a person or being, but a pattern, Uzumaki, the spiral, the hypnotic secret shape of the world. This bizarre masterpiece of horror manga... Oh, sorry. I'm just reading the, the thing. <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, I read it, and I had a blast. It is incredible. It's Junji Ito's art is always spectacular, always creepy, uh, grotesque. It just um, and the writing too, like, is just crazy. An absolute must-read cosmic uh, horror book. Like, it's up there, obviously, um, with with the likes of you know Lovecraft. Um, gosh, who else? Um, why can't I think of any other fucking horror or? Um, cosmic horror um it's up there though in like the lovecraftian um genre of cosmic horror um yeah just cosmic horror in general sorry very good very cool some there is if anybody who has read it knows there's that last like panel at the very end or one of the last few panels at the very end it's like a full page spread the reveal it's in it's incredible just an incredible art piece but also just an incredible reveal of like what is going on in this fucking town it's insane um and everything leading up to it is very just e- like eerie horror like creepy um also kind of uncanny with how some of these characters like interact or how they how they eventually like how things uh, turn out it's it's very it's just incredible very crazy some of the storylines in here too her for how they all lead into what's going to happen it's it's insane i mean i, so I, I need to get all of jujito's work but that one specifically i need to get that physical just because it's so influential yeah dude it is yeah it, oh my god I, it's like i i have a lot of his stuff collected um I, I just want to I want to try to keep collecting his stuff because, like you said, you know, just a such a big author, and I love most of his stuff. Uh, and Uzumaki is one of them. I, it's a five out of five for me. Is incredible. Um, oh, I yeah. really, I really recommend it. Say hell yeah! You have any other horror things, or is that all we want to talk about horror today? Um, you know, we've talked a lot, so I think we should wrap it up here because that sounds good because we, we talked a lot. So, yeah, I think it's a good spot to stop. 
But what, um, in conclusion, really today, horror is great. This year has been great for horror movies, horror video games, and just like horror in general is awesome. So do yourself yeah. a favor and get into some good horror. Yeah, because there's been like a lot of like I have so much on like my backlog of like films, horror films like that come out just this year. Or uh, I say that because at the very top of the episode, we we said, um, uh, you know what? I have a list. I won't say it, but I know I have a list on my letterbox of like films I'm anticipated or are coming out this year. There are still like several like horror movies that I do that I do need to watch um that had come out that came out last year but they weren't uh they didn't have a wide release till this year so there's a lot of those a lot of horror video games and a lot of horror books if anybody who you know is on bookstagram or is a booktuber or what have you you know that there's so many horror books that have come out this year that are really good like yeah so it, it's a good year for horror I agree 100%. Fantastic year all around. I had multiple four-star movies. Like I said, for my number five, it was hard picking it because horror's just been that good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, I guess let's get into plugs. Um, Plug it up. So you can listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast. Go subscribe. Give us a re- re- rating review. Give us some feedback. Let us know how we're doing. You know, um, it really helps us out. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at AYCH Podcast. You can follow us on, um, you can follow the Backlog Boys pod that me and Colt do. Um, and, and Tanner, um, the the past episodes that he's that he's been on, um, the most recent ones he hasn't been on. If you've been listening to us, you know, you should know why. But anyway, um, so go follow us, Backlog Boys pod on Twitter, Backlog Boys with a Z. Uh, go follow the AYCH Extra um on twitter as well um that's where a a lot of the stuff a lot of our other shows extra shows have been on there but we don't have the we don't do the feed for that anymore so a lot of the stuff is being uh we're trying to migrate and put over back on the main feed um which is the same thing with backlog boys um we're still we got a lot of um a few of our episodes back on the main feed but we're trying to get everything back on over there uh you can follow the aych podcast blue sky um as well i i every time we've done we've done the episodes i keep forgetting we have a blue sky now i didn't know we had a blue sky yeah yes, we, we did do. we did uh we do uh it's aych podcast dot blue sky or sorry bsky uh dot social um you can follow us on instagram aych podcast you can follow us on twitch all you can hear dot or twitch tv slash twitch.tv slash all you can hear you can follow us uh our youtube all you can hear where we have a lot of our vod's and stuff from when we streamed on twitch up on there um yeah and then you go follow the other shows cajun greatness their cajun greatness is going to make a return i'm pretty sure um they released uh, a statement talking about they're, they're going to come back soon so be on the lookout for them um an instruction booklet go listen to that series as well um yeah, just go go listen go listen to the backlog of our episodes. There's a lot of great stuff. And um, I'm Winslow. Thank you for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Winslow Book. You can follow my art Instagram at World of Winsy. You can follow my threads World of Winsy. You can follow my Blue Sky World of Winsy. You can follow my oh, Bookstagram. You can just like Panther. say all these things that have like the same World of Winsy name. Just just say follow me on these things at World of Winsy. Make it shorter on yourself.
I heard your little, your little, oh man, before I even said it, you fucker. Wow. Rude. Oh, oh my God. No, you know what? No, no, you, you, you can do it. You can do it. Go ahead. I mean, you don't want to finish the rest of your plugs? No, no, no. Since, since you know how to do it better, go ahead and do it for me. Okay. I mean, for you? Go, go ahead and do my plugs for me. I mean, I don't know your other... I don't know what you were going to plug. You said something about... No, no, no. Since you know so much, go ahead and do my plugs for me. Uh, you can follow Wenzel uh, on the way home on the L. You can follow him into his bedroom. You, you know, you can through. follow Colt when he goes to the fucking toilet and go and stab him. Go no. And stab him. <laughs> go and stab him. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. You can, um, you can follow my bookstagram, Wenzel Banters. You can follow... Um, fuck you completely messed me up you fucker you said um, all your world of Wednesday stuff Everything i know i know i did i have other shit too though i have a link tree go i have link tree it's in my bios for everything i have my links for everything in there and my name is alan wake you can follow me on twitter at colt d00 you can follow me on blue sky colt d99 and that's all i care about promoting because i don't have much yeah, well, I have a lot, Colt, so I got to promote myself. Wow, influencer much? Wow. Whatever. Anyway, have a scary Halloween. Yeah, happy Halloween. Have some fun. Go eat some candy. You know what? If somebody says you're too old to trick-or-treat, say, I'm going to cry right. in front of you. I'm going to cry. <laughs> you're, you're probably right. Uh, you shouldn't be out going to houses asking for candy. <laughs> no, I think that's stupid. I think you should be able to go to people's houses no matter what age and ask for food and any day. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, all right. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye-bye. 